0: Welcome to Fertility Awareness Project. I'm your host, Nat Dode. I have a little story for you. Recently, I was innocently checking my DMs, responding to messages, and I got a message from somebody who sent me an article on birth control and misinformation on TikTok from a pretty well-known women's magazine. I glanced at the title of the article, and honestly, I wasn't surprised at, at the title or the fact that the article had been published. This really is not anything new. I feel like a lot of publications are writing similar articles, so I didn't read the article in that moment, but later that day I was just on a walk, and sometimes I'll get ideas for content while I'm doing things like walking or showering, and I got an idea for a reel, and just speaking to how fam is represented in media and how there is just a lot of talk about this kind of movement to encourage people to question birth control and ditch birth control and how it's linked to wellness culture But how it's also really linked to a lot of extreme right wing ideologies as well. And so I got home and I pulled up the article and I figured before I recorded a reel, I should probably actually read the article. I assumed that I kind of knew where the messaging was going, but you know, I was like, I should probably read this. So I'm reading this article, basically talking about how wellness influencers on TikTok are encouraging people to ditch the pill and the associated problems with this. And I was reading and I recognized a phrase in the article and a quote in the article that really sounded familiar to me. So I get to this part in the article, it says, my cycle is a superpower and my body is my birth control. One fertility awareness educator posts sunshine on her skin and sexy Latin jazz in the background. Basically, just linking to a TikTok example of what this article is speaking to in this natural birth control movement ditching the pill etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I click on the link because I'm like this sounds very familiar. Either this is me or somebody is using my words in another TikTok because oftentimes I will say my body is my birth control. So, I click on the link and to my horror, it links to a TikTok that I made last year. The TikTok is simply just my face, and like the article says, some text that says my body or my cycle is a superpower, and my body is my birth control. I was pretty shocked when I clicked on this link and saw my face because I think I was just kind of thinking, like, oh, somebody you know, said something really similar to me or used my words, etc, etc. But no, it was me. And so it took me a little while to kind of come down from the shock of being linked in this pretty big publication. I will link the article in the show notes so you can take a look. But... Really, I think what it came down to was this sense of betrayal that I had been quoted essentially and not really consulted and just kind of feeling a little bit like, oh, like where else could I be that I don't know and kind of talked about that I don't know. And then also... In the context of an article that's talking about just like the issues with wellness influencers telling people to ditch birth control, return to nature, download a period tracking app, and use that as birth control, it really just, you know, graded me <laughs> in the wrong way because this is just not something that I stand for and being lumped into the category of wellness influencers who you know are really trying to educate people but aren't giving their followers the full picture of what's all involved in using fertility awareness it just yeah it just didn't sit very well with me (laughs) so I have been thinking a lot lately about the ways that fertility awareness is portrayed in the media, especially with this complex political climate where fertility awareness can be lumped into a category that I personally don't want to be associated with and with the really problematic stripped down of women's reproductive rights in the US. I think that a lot of right wing content creators, leaders, wellness influencers can talk about ditching birth control in a context that I really don't agree with. I think another thing too that I was thinking about In light of this article, is just how this narrative online, especially I've seen it a lot on TikTok, of this like pro and anti birth control rhetoric. And that if someone is sharing online about the problems with birth control, or if they are, you know, talking about alternatives to hormonal birth control, they could be perceived as. Extremely right wing, they could be perceived as really anti science and you know spreading misinformation. Like, those two things seem to be kind of connected. And I just want to really speak to this nuance that articles like this can't and I haven't seen get to the bottom of and really explore that you could have somebody who is really talking about some of the problems with hormonal birth control, because traditionally hormonal birth control is the gold standard and really is the main way that most people are offered contraception, and who talks about body literacy, who talks about fertility awareness as a valid option for avoiding pregnancy and also recognizes that birth control hormonal contraception is a human right and that we don't advocate for a world free of hormonal contraception because fertility awareness is not for everybody and I think it can be really hard to kind of blend the two or imagine that the two could coexist. This is something that I really wish these articles would talk about. Because when you lump fertility awareness educators with wellness influencers who are telling people to download natural cycles and ditch their birth control, a crucial, important message gets missed. And that is that Fertility awareness based methods when charted thoroughly and properly and learned correctly are perfectly valid methods of avoiding pregnancy and just downloading a period tracking app or just simply going off your birth control without a backup plan is not the same thing as using a method of fertility awareness properly. The general state of body literacy and cycle and hormone awareness and sex education in the world is really poor. <laughs> and I I agree with a lot of the things in this article, namely that there is a lot of misinformation on TikTok and even people who claim to be, you know, raising awareness with their followers are probably doing more harm than good, especially with abortion access being severely restricted in the U.S. The fertility awareness educators that I know are deeply committed to sharing factual information about the cycle and about the body, and it just yeah (laughs) if you couldn't tell it just really grinds my gears that in the mainstream media fertility awareness educators who devote their life to the science of the cycle are being grouped in with wellness influencers and it's also really unfortunate because people who are searching for Really effective non-hormonal methods of contraception might not consider fertility awareness based methods because they might not really um, have access to that information or understand that that's different than using natural cycles or Daisy, for example, or just simply a calendar method. And so instead of going forward with progressing body literacy and knowledge, what happens is I feel like we go two steps back and even more misinformation is being spread by the articles that claim that TikTok is breeding misinformation. I really just don't feel like it's doing a service to people who wanna learn more about their bodies and also Fertility awareness educators Oftentimes in these articles There are a lot of claims made about fertility awareness that just aren't true Like for example in the article that I'm talking about It speaks to how fertility awareness methods cannot be used with uh, irregular cycles and how they're only 76 to 88 percent effective Uh, It really You know, it just would be really awesome if these articles could accurately talk about fertility awareness methods and understand how they work. The article quotes, taking your basal body temperature is a very precise task. It should be done right when you wake up and at the same time every day before you talk, eat, drink, have sex, check your phone, Planned Parenthood cautions, and the results can be thrown off by factors including stress, tiredness, smoking, drinking, alcohol, jet lag, etc if you have been charting your cycle with fertility awareness you will know that it is not that hard to take your temperature and it's not as challenging and mystical and mystifying as these articles make it out to be the other overarching theme in the piece that i'm speaking about is that wellness influencers on TikTok are encouraging everybody to get off birth control and insinuating that a world without birth control is a better world because birth control is basically messing people up with all the side effects. Another theme of this piece is that wellness influencers on TikTok are telling everybody to get off birth control. And I wish that... Had I been asked for a comment in this article in an ideal world, I wish that I could have spoken to the belief that I have that not everybody is a good candidate to use fertility awareness. I know, surprise, surprise, I don't actually think everybody in the world should use FAM. And while I am so passionate about creating accessibility so that more people know about fertility awareness, I really don't think it is a one size fits all solution. And it's definitely not the solution for, yeah, it's not a one size fits all solution, it's not a solution for everybody. And while it's incredible to see so many people explore fertility awareness and love fertility awareness and they find it's a really good fit for them, It really is not for everybody. And I think this is really important and crucial to point out, especially when we want to try to really raise awareness of FAM and really bring forth fertility awareness as a legitimate alternative to birth control. It can be really easy to overemphasize the benefits and not talk about the drawbacks. If you're tired of waking up at the same time each morning to take your BBT, or you find it near impossible to get an accurate temp with kids, night shifts, or irregular sleep schedules, TempDrop was created with you in mind. TempDrop is a wearable basal body thermometer that takes your temp throughout the night and finds your most accurate temperature. I love TempDrop because it doesn't do the charting for you. You take your TempDrop temps and put them into an app, a charting app like Read Your Body, for example. For 12% off any TempDrop package, use the code NATD when you go to TempDrop.com. So the first main drawback with fertility awareness is that there is a learning curve unlike methods of hormonal contraception you do have to take an active role in learning and executing the method you have to understand how to track Observe your fertility signs you have to learn the rules of the method and there is a little bit of a learning curve because unfortunately This is new information for a lot of people and it's just not common knowledge So there is some unlearning that takes place as you apply fertility awareness to your own cycle and begin learning how your body works The other really important piece that I think gets left out when we talk about how amazing fertility awareness is is that you can't have unprotected sex all the time unlike being on hormonal birth control um you can't yeah you can't go unprotected all the time And there are times in the cycle where you'll rely on barrier methods, alternative sex, perfect withdrawal for some people abstinence. And then when you are infertile, when conception is not possible, you can enjoy worry free unprotected sex. Fertility awareness is as effective as you make it. So along with that learning curve and along with the decision making in the fertile window and changing your behavior, whether you're in the fertile window, or not, really being thorough with your charting is going to be essential to your success with the method. And so with Fertility Awareness, you can't half-ass your charting. You have to chart thoroughly. You have to chart every day. And while it's not as hard as some people might think it is, it does require a level of commitment and diligence in your charting because your method is only going to be as effective as your accurate record keeping. And so missing a lot of data or skipping a lot of days or forgetting to chart is not a big deal if it happens every once in a while, but if this is consistent, then you're not going to have enough data to interpret to be able to successfully avoid pregnancy so it really I don't want to make it sound like fertility awareness is really hard but I also want to make sure that I'm realistic in the way that I speak about it and really talk about how it's not for everybody You do need to be all in in order to see results and because you put your mind your heart your soul into learning and mastering a method of fertility awareness. It's that much more rewarding to interpret your body signs to confirm ovulation and really to use your body as your birth control fertility awareness is incredible. I'm so passionate about fertility awareness. But it is not the fix, it is not the solution to the unfortunate state of women's reproductive health, to the options that we have available for avoiding pregnancy and for understanding our body, for our health care, for our abortion care. But it is one tool that I really do think should have more airtime and I really think should be offered as an option for people when they're considering their methods of contraception. I wish that doctors knew of fertility awareness educators that they could refer out to. I dream of a world where fertility awareness education is subsidized and easily accessible for people who want to learn it. What it's really about is about having informed choice around contraception to understand the drawbacks and the benefits of every single method, including fertility awareness. And on that topic, one final little piece of, not fam in the news, but contraception in the news is, as of April 1st, 2023 in British Columbia, all hormonal contraception including emergency contraceptives copper IUDs hormonal IUDs uh, implants injections and oral contraceptives are covered by the provincial health care system so anyone who wants to access prescription contraceptives uh, can do so free of charge And recently, the NDP government, the opposition government in Manitoba announced that uh, should they be elected, they would do the same in Manitoba. And it's likely that, in my opinion, it's likely they will be elected. But it really got me thinking, too, about a world where contraception is viewed as a human right and it's viewed as something that everyone should have access to that cost should not be a barrier um, for accessing any type of contraception i think it's a really really good thing especially in light of the climate in the us that contraception is widely available and accessible and in manitoba Um, There are places where you can access hormonal birth control free of charge or very low cost. But I think having it accessible in this way is a really positive step because it, it really does make a statement about the unfair burden of being a woman and a menstruator and the costs and the mental load that comes with deciding and paying for contraception and not only contraception but also menstrual care products like I would love to see it as a stepping stone for not only contraception but menstrual care products diapers formula all things that the cost is unfairly placed on women and menstruators to be subsidized or fully covered I would also just like in my dreamy dreamy world love to see uh, fertility awareness like I said easily accessible, not only in the ways that doctors refer out to fertility awareness educators, but also to have fertility awareness education subsidized so that not only can people access hormonal contraception for for free or low cost, but they can also access fertility awareness education through the healthcare system, for example, or in a way that um, could be subsidized and low cost for people who desire to learn it. So this was a little bit more of a rambly episode, but these have been topics that have been bouncing around in my mind for a while. Um, like I said, the article that I talked about, I link it in the show notes, is nothing new. Like honestly, not very original. Journalism, if I'm honest, because there have been tons of these out like in the past little while, but also forever, um, really. And I actually wrote a letter to the author of the article. They haven't gotten back to me, but um, really just kind of giving my take on the things that we agreed with in the article and the places where I wish that like i talked about in this episode we're just kind of spoken to or fleshed out or the nuance was brought in a little bit more so this really rounds out this season of the podcast this is the final episode of this season i hope that you enjoyed the combo of incredible interviews as well as solo episodes it's been a pleasure hanging out with you for the last nine weeks i hope you Yeah, I hope you come away from these episodes with just a fresh take on maybe some things that you've already thought about or have never thought about before, and feel ready to just talk about fertility awareness and body literacy with the people around you, because truly, when I think back to when I started charting my cycles with fertility awareness, there really wasn't a lot out in the mainstream about FAM and cycle charting and really like all of the things that we talk about here on the podcast and on my page. Uh, And now it's just exploding. And now even Glamour Magazine is talking about uh, this desire for people who want alternatives to birth control and even if it wasn't presented in the best light I think it really does show that there is a need there and there is this desire and people want this information. So all that's to say is that things do change and the way that they change is in individual conversations. They change in really being vulnerable and talking about your own experience with fertility awareness because without it, people don't know it exists and that it's legitimate and that it's not just using a period tracking app. So keep on sharing all of this knowledge, all of your fertility awareness wisdom with your communities because it really does step by step make a difference. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I really, really appreciate you. If you want to continue learning from me, you can find me on Instagram at Fertility Awareness Project. And if you haven't yet taken FAM Fundamentals, it's a free video course that I've created to get you started and get you up and running with Fertility Awareness as birth control. You can get your copy of FAM Fundamentals free when you go to fertilityawarenessproject.ca slash FAM fundamentals. All right, I'll see you in the next episode.